Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, if you have a game, and it is good, then give it time and it will thrive, and you will be Gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals, Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, friends and neighbors. Welcome to episode number 417 of the Best Linux Game Podcast. Freedom. Be recorded for you on this Friday, the 21st of October, 2022 at 2326 2300 hours. I'll make it like 1136. 1126. Left Coast, Pacific Coast, Coast of the Most. Crack Engineer, Wapa, Ivor Molina over there in the booth. Holding up the whiskey sign. Thank you, Ivor. Yes, I blame you for everything, Ivor. And you're fired. That's it. Hit the bricks. And of course, make it for our sequel friends 2022, 1021, We have a short show for you this week. If you can't tell, I'm losing my voice. Um... But uh, let's get straight to our top stories. We'll go through this stuff very quickly. We have a good show for you this week, though, I think, depending on if my voice holds out. Otherwise, I'll have to post this later on in the weekend when my voice recovers. I went to a Halloween party tonight, and um, 
And they had this DJ there. It was the same DJ they had last year. He was terrible last year. He was much better this year, but it was super fucking loud. And I knew everyone there and everyone kept wanting to talk to me. You know what I mean? Like where, so like everyone's just trying to scream over this fucking, it was totally so stupid. I don't know why we go to parties like this. Um, and like, I, I got like some sort of weird sinus infection Anyway, and finally, most importantly, I'm still off my fucking meds. So, no joy in Mudville. No real work for me. Um, Life is darkness and pain and suffering and privation. Uh, I collected my chart from my old doctor. And I'm trying to get a new one now. I I booked an appointment uh, on Monday, but I missed... They tried to call me today. I don't know why they tried to call me four times, but that's never a good sign. So it uh, gets uh, also on our top stories. Big news from our friend at Radiant Games, makers maker of Instruments of Destruction, one of my favorite games uh, of the last couple years, where you build giant machines designed to destroy as efficiently or as insanely as possible um, enormous buildings with using only your wits imagination and unlimited budgetary and very complex complex mechanical ideas the one thing that I've always wanted from Instruments of Destruction and I wanted this so much you know like when you really 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 want something And you want so bad that you don't even let yourself think about it. And you don't even let yourself dare to wish for it to come true. The one thing I always wanted in Instruments of Destruction were logic. Logic parts. Logic gates. XO. Sensors. But even that was like way too... Because I just needed like an... Just just a, a simple logic gate. Do we get signal? Do we not get signal? That's all I ever wanted. I never even asked for it. Well, bam. Fucking Radiant Game. I can't remember the guy's name, but he's a fucking machine. He's a one-man developer. He's a very experienced developer, but he's still only one guy. This guy has pushed out so many updates so fast, like on such a consistent basis, and the game is of such high quality. It's amazing. And yes, he did just drop Logic gates uh, all different kinds of logic chips and sensors um i haven't been able to get into them yet because i the day that i had to the day i budgeted to play instruments of destruction with the logic gates this week um i found out that there were lots of other changes that i need to get familiar with so we'll talk more about that in the coming weeks um oh yeah sorry i forgot i wore cheers to your new firing. Uh, forgot to drink the whiskey. Whiskey sign was the best idea of tonight. Mm-hmm. Our feature this week is a review of Terror of Hemosaurus, one of my favorite games that I've played this entire year, if ever, if not of all time. Um... But before we get to that, Ivor, based on the new and noteworthy, we have a huge and important new and noteworthy. 
I was an author American for when were in my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. We only have one new and noteworthy for you, but this is another one of those moments where if we ever bothered to fucking create a bumper or a sound effect or like a klaxon for another game that has been on our list, another game franchise has been on our list ever since eight years ago. By the way, the 19th of this month was, in fact, the eight-year anniversary. We're now in our ninth year of Best Linux Games Podcast. It was 2014 10, 19 that we did the first episode and I know because I put an alarm in my phone anyway and when we did that when we did that first episode I I had a list and I've lost this list which drives me nuts because I think about it all the time and with increasing frequency as the years have gone by and Proton has made so many more games available and so many newer games actually work but on this list were like the list it was a list of games that uh list of games and franchises that needed to run on Linux via Steam in order for Steam to be considered a first class equal to any other uh computing, general computing operating system such as uh, Windows, uh, cough, cough, sneeze, sneeze. Um, and on this list, and it, it didn't, ha- the, the franchise itself didn't actually have to come to Linux via Proton or Steam or anything. There was no Proton back then. Um, but we did need a workalike that worked exactly alike you know, so really good knockoffs were also acceptable. Well, this week, yet again, I mean, we've run, I, this imaginary bell, I was imagining a bell. Another item on that list is crossed off. One of the games from the last, I guess, like 10 years, maybe longer, that I've been so depressed, 15 years, I want to say, almost. Uh, I've been so depressed that I've never been able to play uh, the Uncharted series. They came out for PlayStation forever. I have no idea, and I did no research for this because I'm off my fucking medication, and who cares? Um, Well, we didn't get the first Uncharted game, but we did get Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection, which includes two different Uncharted games that I think have been remastered somewhat for PC. Anyway, it's the first time that they've been available on PC via Steam, at least insofar as I know. Um, it includes A Thief's End and The Lost Legacy, which I think are like games four and four and a half of Uncharted. I don't know because, you know, blah. Now, when I went, th- this game came out on, on Steam on October 19th, so two days ago, and I've been anxiously waiting, super hardcore, for it to arrive. Sure enough, it did. It dropped on schedule, and I bought it, and sure enough, it didn't work, and I was super depressed, but I refuse to give up because I'm a Linux user and we love pain and I really wanted to play this fucking game. So I tried everything I knew the first day and I only had like 30 minutes to 
work on it or whatever. And I was pretty sure it was fucked, but I didn't post a thing on uh, Proton, Proton DB. Cause like, oh, we'll give them 24 hours. Sure enough, the next day, Proton Experimental pushed a uh, new update to exper- the Experimental Branch. And that's what you need. And Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection, which also... So this means the Uncharted collection has landed on Linux. But also, an interesting thing about Uncharted Legacy, it runs. It runs now. Uh, and I have everything set to Ultra. I have, like, a weird... It seems like it wants... I I normally disable um, screen flipping in my NVIDIA. Thank you, Blaster, for teaching me how to do that fucking seven years ago, six years ago, something like that, seven years ago. Uh, you're a good friend, Blaster. You're a good friend to all the animals. All the Linux animals. All the peng- uh, Los Penguinos. Los Penguinos. We rise to thank you and salute you. Blaster PR. Um, but one funny thing about uh, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves, uh, Le- Le- uh, Legacy of Thieves Collection, which, by the way, is... Uh, Oh shit! Uh, oh no! What did I do? Oh, forty nine ninety nine. Is that Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection has like two things that are weird. One, it has like this weird thing where I normally turn. Actually, I have an I have an Nvidia. I have a thirty eighty Ti. I turn off screen flipping because uh, it makes it so that when I live stream, uh, bars don't appear um, that show little segments of my desktop. Uh, while I'm live streaming a game it's weird because it's disabled but I haven't had time to tweak with the fuck around with the settings but Uncharted Legacy of Thieves seems to do that by itself it's weird I'll have to fuck with the settings I have everything set to ultra game looks great um, and it plays well with the controller Uh, I'm looking forward to, I mean, it, it, it's like the fourth game, so I'm starting on the fourth game. But then again, if I start with the first game, you know, I mean, unless it's remastered, eh, you know, who knows? It, yeah, because games like the enjoyment of these games a lot is seeing what new techniques and and shit that they you know rolled out to to make them as master game designers for the PlayStation and stuff like that, you know, real super hardcore AAA titles and see what, you know, blah, so it's it's always good if you can get to these type of games as contemporaneously as possible, and I while I'm generally a fan of starting with the first game you know sometimes you just don't have time or it's not available and this is all we got so $49.99 will get you Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection now Ivor based him with the review in accordance with the laws and regulations regarding the internet within your local jurisdiction Best Linux Games Podcast now presents you with a dose of clap just kidding motherfuckers it's review time Our review this week is of one of the best independent games ever made, in my humble opinion. We're going to do two versions of this review. One is completely spoiler-free, which we're going to start with right now. So if you, you know, blah, if, if you're nervous about spoilers, 
which you should be because the other one is completely spoiler filled but I will announce when we make the, the switch from the one type of review to the other and this way everyone can be happy and we won't do the spoiler filled one first forcing everyone else to have to listen, have to go, you know, go jump ahead to a specific time to escape the spoiler, no, you don't have to do that we're just going to do them in line we're going to do the spoiler free one and then we're going to do the spoiler filled one and hopefully I can knock this out in like the next 15 minutes or so because my voice is fucking di- I don't know if you can hear it, but it is dying so the game, the game is Terror of Hemosaurus by Lauren Lemke. I think that's his name. Uh, God, well, no, why won't it? Ch- Ivor, you're fired. Hang on, let me go to the store page. By the way, ter- this is a review. This is a full review. I've only played eight hours of the game, but I have beaten it. I haven't unlocked... Um, I haven't unlocked... I haven't, I'm going to be a total completionist, that's how much I like this game um, but it's only about a 10 hour game, I think, even with all the achievements uh, right now it's 20% off uh, through October 24th at, you know, that's only like saves you like 2 bucks, it's $10.39 normal price is $12.99 so what do you get for Terror of Hemosaurus? In terms of a spoiler free, I'm not going to talk about the story at all. I'm just going to tell you what this game is. Terrifimosaurus is the story is phenomenal, but we're not going to talk about that right now. We're going to talk about the gameplay exclusively. Is a long, I don't know, it's so crazy that it's taken this long, but if you're of a certain age, you remember back in the arcades of the 80s, Rampage, and I think Rampage 2, um, where you play a giant mutated monster uh, a naked little human who comes into contact with some form of toxic goo or ray that turns you into a 17 story tall wolf man or giant lizard or uh, I can't remember what the third one was and you could and so it's a side scrolling game where you walk through a city destroying all the buildings and you could jump and climb the building sideways people would scream out of their windows you could reach into their windows and pull them out and throw them around and eat them um and then eventually the military shows up all while you're destroying the actual buildings and the whole idea the best strat in the original Rampage if I remember correctly I haven't played Rampage in forever but it's one of my favorite games as a kid was to just fucking destroy every row on the first floor because then the building would level itself but anyway Terror of Hemosaurus is totally a remake. It's totally a play like. It's totally, it's almost, but it's not a ripoff because they innovate in so many different ways. They modernize the controls, by the way. They're not exactly perfect, but they're really, 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 really way better. You have more special moves. There are more enemies, more enemy types, and you can do horrific horrific things and be applauded for them. The amount of destruction that you can cause in Terra of Hemosaurus is eventually gets so breathtakingly awesome that it's just like, oh my god! Because you can domino buildings into each other. Um, There are actual different techniques 
depending on what situation's happening to your monster, whether you be the Hemosaurus and their other playable characters, including the Clock Sloth. Ah, shit, there you go. There's a spoiler. The game actually comes in two flavors. One is the uh, story mode, which we'll talk about in the spoiler-ridden portion of the review. And the other one is the endless carnage mode. Either way, you're getting the same gameplay, but one has a very drawn-out story and stuff that's fucking awesome. The other is just an endless series of cities with ramping, with which difficulty which ramps up progressively in terms of the military opposition that you're facing. The goal, always to destroy 75% or better of the city in the story mode, there are specific objectives that have to be completed uh, for you to be able to exit the city. Walk from left to right, kill everything in sight, and if you've completed all the objectives, by the time you get to the place where the the scroll stops on the farthest right, it'll say, now exiting the stage, and your monster will go into his happy dance. So what type of destruction are we talking about here? Well, one of the interesting things, I think Rampage had something like this, too. Um, one of the interesting things in Terror of Hemosaurus is that instead of just like breaking like the lower entirety of the single floor by punching, one, it has an auto-punch. You just hold down one button and you'll just keep punching, which is great because I remember having to bang the shit you know, butter mash the shit out of Rampage and it would never go faster than its maximum speed. Blah. Two, the tutorial is very, very brilliant. And we'll talk more about the tutorial in in the spoiler-ridden part. But it actually tells you all the moves. And there are a lot of moves. You know, technically, there are a lot of moves. There's a lot of contextual shit. But the coolest thing for my money is that the buildings, if you're a real puncher, is that the buildings themselves have a weak spot. And that's like on their third floor. The first floor is the strongest part of the building. The third floor is generally generally the higher up you go, the weaker the, the actual floors are. So eventually you get really good at leveling these buildings as quickly as possible. And unlike in Rampage, Terror of Hemosaurus gives you a whole bunch of fucking ways to do it. Mainly by crashing vehicles, enemy opposition, news copters, army helicopters, um, etc. But also by kicking cars into buildings. Which you do by pressing up and like uh, the direction that you want to kick and that that up doesn't just mean that that means like I want to kick this into the background because you can kick it straight along the foreground which will just kill anyone who's like on the street oh yeah and this is way more vastly populated than Rampage plays faster um, it's just generally tighter better looking and the explosions and carnage are fucking awesome when you bring down three buildings by throwing enough people into five, into the rotor blades of five different helicopters, 
chopping them all up, which each one of those people acts like a little weapon against helicopter rotor blades. It doesn't matter if you're military or Channel 5 News. Um, it will bring the helicopter down. You throw enough people in there. Uh, generally, it's like only like three people to take down a news copter. Or you just jump on the news copter and beat it to death while you fly and it tries to escape while you fly on it. Um, or you can knock down a building which will damage helicopters also there's a whole bunch of goofiness and awesomeness in the game and the opposition does get actually pretty intense you have two lives for the entirety of the story mode and for the entirety of endless mode you can die twice that's it to regain health eat other people eat people and uh the gimmicks and the goofiness and the awesomeness and the achievement gets are just fucking rad. Like, there's one that I'm working on now. I have most of them completed, but there's a couple that are harder and I'm working on now. One of them is, um, uh, it's, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like Match Made in Heaven or something, where you kick or throw two people into the air and make them collide with each other, causing them to explode into bloody confetti and they make like a crazy sound people will run around on fire people will leap out of the buildings eventually SWAT will be called eventually the army will be called eventually eventually you will face profound opposition um, you also have an atomic butt bounce which is fantastic for leveling buildings either in place or for taking out the corner of a building as fast as possible but generally speaking you want to Keep keep moving left to right because you get there's leaderboards and you get ranked for your time and total destruction and number of innocent civilians killed. Military doesn't count. This game absolutely earns the highest honor that Best Links Games Podcast can confer upon any video game. It wins our worth full price, any price, all price, every day, any day, all days, any year, any decade of the week award. It is phenomenal. That's the best we can do. This concludes the spoiler-free portion of the review. Now we're going to do like four or five minutes of the just completely ruinous, spoiler-filled version. So for some of you, if this game sound, if you want to play a, a remake of Rampage that is hyper-modernized, will make you laugh like a motherfucker, it has so many little details and touches and nice quality of life improvements over Rampage, way better graphics, and um, it's just fucking phenomenal. Developed by an independent game developer, Lauren Lemke. I think it's Lauren Lemke. Uh, then you probably don't want to listen to the spoiler-filled portion of this review. So, I'll see you guys next week for the next episode of Best Things Games Podcast. For the rest of you, it begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The spoiler written. So, here's the premise of this game, which, by the way, has the greatest tutorial and introduction sequence of any game ever made that I've ever played. Ever all time. I mean, used to be my favorite was let me tell you about the story. The man I knew when I was young. 
His name was Super Joe, for those of you. If you can uh, identify that game without Googling it, hit me up on Twitter, at VegasWriter, V-E-G-A-S-W-R-I-T-E-R, and I will buy you a game that is under $20 uh, from Steam and gift it to you. But no cheating. If you cheat, I'll know, because I know that you're all cheaters, so... So here's the premise of Terror of Hemosaurus. At the beginning of the game, a blood cult, a suicidal blood cult called the Church of the Church of the Lizard realizes that global warming is going to kill all of humanity and that all we do is spend all of our time killing each other anyway. So if global warming is going to do us in, we have to draw attention to this fact. Thus, enter the time machine. In the far-flung future, before the end of the world, the blood cult has frozen you, the Hemosaurus, into a glacier that will melt during a press conference on global warming held by capitalist oligarchs and uh, impotent, well, not impotent, but uh, what do you call them? Uh, Neutered uh, environmental activists on live TV. This will mark the age of the beginning of the dawn of the Church of the Lizard supremacy. Why did they do this? Everyone is going to die in the future because of global warming. We kill each other constantly with weapons for no reason now. We cannot learn to live in peace. We need to be made afraid. Humans have an object permanence problem when it's which is weird because we're like we have the best neocortex of any animals. Um, but we just don't use it that much. We can't really evaluate risk when we can defer it because it is not an immediately obvious risk such as global warming which is like the deadliest thing ever it's just like covid you know it's like you can't see it you know you have to get it to know it or you can just fucking believe science you can be not an idiot well, the church's leaders have decided that this whole like faith in humanity thing, this has to stop. And because the world ends in the future, they are in an attempt to save us, they freeze our hero and freeze and send him back into the past in a polar ice cap that melts on this TV show. And thus the age of the lizard begins and the tutorial begins the logic of the blood cult is simply this first of all they are all cannibals because they they need to kill more people because every person they kill now means like maybe like five to ten people in the future might live see because that makes sense so they, they basically have hired you a giant time traveling godzilla lizard hemosaurus to help spread their message of terror and doom in the form of chaos, casualties, and mass property damage and wanton civilian slaughter. Their thinking behind this goes like this. In order to help us not kill ourselves, we have to kill them. And 
Yeah, that sounds like a really terrible argument. It totally is, and it's fucking brilliant. And it's hilarious. This whole thing begins the the dawn of the age of the Church of the Lizard with you as their god, their emissary of destruction, which will finally draw the time and attention with the sheer spectacle of your of your casualty inducing multi-trillion rampage of fucking unspeakable cost of human life terror and destruction will finally just like as in 7 you know these days it's not enough to tap someone on the shoulder and say hey buddy to get their attention now you have to hit them in the face with a fucking sledgehammer and thus begins the fucking most hilarious video game I have played in a long time it's and I'm going to leave you with this thought it is Aqua Venture Robot Hunger Chicken Force is Don't Look Up the musical a rampage on ice with giant monsters and uh, it also has support I think for a local multiplayer and um, here, here's how I reviewed it I said this is one of the smartest funniest games I've played in a very long time and it is super fun think of it as Venture Robot Hunger Team America's Rampage uh, Don't Look Up All Goat Musical Comedy it leaves you with the profound desire to take the devs out drinking while we moan in collective despair and commiseration about the reasonless madness of living during these quiet end moments of the world. They obviously know and understand people and how to kill them. Super game. It's a very short game. It's only about 10 hours long before... I'm pretty sure I'm going to have all the achievements by uh, the next two hours of play. Still wins our highest award. That's our show this week. Check it out. Terror of Hemosaurus. Ten dollars. Uh, that's H E M A S A U R U S. So, uh, Hotel Echo, uh, Mike, Alpha, Sierra, Alpha, Uniform, Romeo, Uniform, Sierra. You will laugh your ass off while you cry through tears. And I've talked to Lauren Lemke on tw- Twitter. Uh, I'm going to try to get uh, an interview with him, but I imagine his life's kind of blowing up right now. Because uh, a lot of people like this game. And uh, <laughs> you'll you'll find out why. Literally, when you're punching and throwing people, like groups of ten people, to be chopped up into the rotor blades, there's blood and screams everywhere. I'll just do what uh, do what little Jimmy says and Please eat me. Cheers. Catch you next week. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm going to try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yada, 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 y
such fun. Bebop 1. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop 2. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop 3. Yada, yada, yada. Four or five times. Matt Damon. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farm. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.